0: Welcome to the Inherent Identity Podcast, a place where you can learn the secrets to living as the best version of you. It's not about changing. It's not about becoming. It's about remembering. It's about recovering what you've always had within you. But you just keep getting distracted and you just keep forgetting. Join me, your host, Tyson Bradley, as we discover the practical steps for easily and effortlessly creating a lifestyle that lasts. Hello, 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 everybody, welcome to the podcast. This is actually a special bonus episode that I wanted to create for all of you, mainly because I have a friend, and her name is Jill Freestone. She is a fellow coaching friend, and she is an expert on Heavenly Mother. And she reached out to me to see if she could talk about Heavenly Mother and that we could release something on Mother's Day because in her mind one thing that's valuable and important is possibly sharing the idea that maybe we celebrate Heavenly Mother on Mother's Day and I know that some people they either may not know much about Heavenly Mother or there is not as much known about her and within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, this is a topic that uh, I guess some people, I don't know if there's any uh, debate or wondering about this or whether we should even talk about her at all. I just wanted to offer this podcast as a way for you to open your eyes and, and more so just to recognize what the Church actually teaches about Heavenly Mother because I think that it. Is a doctrine that we do believe we believe that there are heavenly parents and thus there is a Heavenly Father and a Heavenly Mother and that as you understand this doctrine a little bit more that you can actually feel maybe more at peace and that as you understand Heavenly Mother that this could be a door that allows you to understand your own inherent identity even further, especially if you are a woman. So, if you will bear with me, really, this podcast is going to be an episode that could be very, uh, just very eye-opening and supportive and helpful, and it's just a bunch of references to all the material that's already available and out there, so... I'm excited for you to listen to this uh, as you, in just a minute, it's just going to dive right into the interview. And so I'm excited for you to just hear this interview that I had with Jill Freestone.
1: Part of reclaiming Mother's Day and Heavenly Mother's Day was so pivotal to developing my self-confidence, but it changed my faith crisis into a faith transformation and, and an expansion. We've mm-hmm. heard those frames, but it really was crisis time and terrifying. Um, when I um, am speaking on Mother's Day, as you will air this on Mother's Day, if that works out, I, I mm-hmm. cannot speak without acknowledging the impossible task it is to even pretend that I can say something that won't be hurtful on Mother's Day. Um, there's so many conflicting views about it, and no matter how we do it, somebody is, is likely to be hurting And I want to acknowledge that pain and never skip over or not notice um, or validate that these emotions and experiences and even trauma connected to Mother's Day is real. And I don't want to tell you to just think positively about it or to just have faith or that everything's going to be okay, that you don't have to like Mother's Day or even celebrate it or listen to this if this is difficult, but that this this is very, very different than any Mother's Day talk podcast you may hear. And no matter what your gender or sexuality is or if you've struggled with Mother's Day in any way from mothering or motherhood or the lack of motherhood options or mothering concepts or the way it is taught or with the mothers or the lack of mothers in your life or if you're missing your mother or wishing you had a different kind of mother, I honor you today. There is such a wide variety of why Mother's Day can be hard and your story matters. You are not alone. You don't need to rush to change. Your experience is valid. And I hope you can hold space for those who haven't had your experience. And if you love Mother's Day and just enjoy it, I also honor you and rejoice in your joyful experience and hope you can hold space for those who have not or don't currently have your experience. Um, Like many women, I spent years struggling with Mother's Day and how to make peace with it for many personal reasons. I actually got to the point that I hated it and dreaded it and wished we could skip it. And I finally learned to take more ownership of the day and and declare and plan. And I started to enjoy it a little bit. But then for other reasons, it became difficult again around 2017, as I mentioned. And it transformed when I gave the day to Heavenly Mother. And it's been completely different. And so that's why I feel Mother's Day is a very important day to speak about her and the beautiful doctrines that we have in the LDS church that are on the church's website in the gospel topics essay. And um, so all the, the quotes that I share and the information are from there. And so they're considered safe and church approved. And many times we hear the name Heavenly Mother and we get scared and panic and think it's something we're not supposed to talk about whether it's modeled that way or not. Um, I think you'll be very, um, surprised and pleased to hear the, the talk, the quotes that have been given from Joseph Smith until now that don't model that at all.
0: You know, and I'll just, I'll just highlight too, that I do feel like mother's day has been a, it is, and can be a challenge. I know that, um, even for my own wife, it's, a day of comparison, pretty much. And everyone's celebrating their moms, and everyone's saying that their mom is the best in the world. And it just has all this weight to it. Yeah, it's heavy. And and so I just want to acknowledge that as well. And I think it's a a good opportunity. For for us to maybe see what freedom can be obtained when we consider what if this was heavenly mother's day, which I think is a neat concept. So continue on.
1: (laughs) Thank you for that. And I actually had a Bishop who for several years, didn't have us talk about mothers or fathers on mother and father's day. It was just a regular Sunday. Mm -hmm. He would acknowledge and say, happy mother's day. And there would be a treat at the end of the day, but it was so refreshing because so many women come and they don't want to sit and hear women put on a pedestal and just hear, here, this woman is amazing. This woman's amazing. It, it's just not very comfortable. No. And that's the whole focus of the meeting for two of the hours. And, um, for many reasons, you may have a troubling relationship with your mother or with your own motherhood or whatever. Um, and it's not very realistic the way we're, they're spoken of elder Renland gave a talk two, three conferences ago now. And he said, Um, I'm going to quote the doctrine of a heavenly mother comes by revelation and is a distinctive belief among Latter-day Saints. Very little has been revealed about mother in heaven, but what we do know is summarized in a gospel topic found in our gospel library application. If you look in the introduction to those essays, it says again, quote, these have been approved by the first presidency and the quorum of 12 apostles. It declares we again encourage members to study the gospel topics essays as they seek learning, even by study and also by faith. I read that. And I say, well, since the prophet and the apostles have approved this essay and encouraged us to study, we can feel comfortable talking about it. And yeah. what we learn in the essay without fear of speculation, because if you remember in that talk, elder Renlin warned about speculation around heavenly mother, yeah. but it was speculation that led to myths around heavenly mother that have been per- perpetuated through the years. Those were just myths. And so in the footnotes, there's this study by BYU, and they did just years of research and put together like over 600 quotes from Joseph Smith till now that show the history of the church leaders speaking about Heavenly Mother. And one of the first myths that was dispelled in the actual gospel topics essays that she's too sacred to talk about. But that is not true. And that was never spoken by any general authority, but it was started by a seminary teacher. So that one is the first one to dispel. And also Joseph Smith taught that in the lectures on faith, that a clear understanding of God's character and attributes is necessary to develop faith. How can we have faith that we have a mother God or that there are heavenly parents in a heavenly family if we don't know much about them? But in these quotes that we find in this essay, in it, in both of the two essays, it, it says that, that mother and father have equal characteristics. And so what we know about father is very similar in the parts of womanhood and manhood, just the things that are same, but not as like being a mother. Those parts are different, you know, childbirth and all those things. But, you know, being a mother and father, those would be similar in, in parenting. And then just the part of being a human, we're a God for them. There's another myth that the father is protecting her and doesn't want to speak about her, but those are all myths as well.
0: I was recently with a family member and I asked him, I said, what do you think about, about heavenly mother? And what's so funny is like these two myths that you just brought up were brought the both, myths yeah. that he he's brought. Up. He's like, you know, I actually just haven't thought about her. I haven't really thought about it. You know, some people say that it's just like, it's, too sacred to talk about, that we don't want to take her name in vain kind of thing. And, you know, I I hear that and I've heard that in other ways, but to know that it's just a myth, I think is important.
1: This quote from Rudger Clausen in 1910, it says, it doesn't take from our worship of the eternal father to adore our eternal mother, any more than it diminishes the love we bear our earthly fathers to include our earthly mother in our affections. In fact, the love of one is a complement of our love for the other. We honor woman when we acknowledge Godhood in her eternal prototype. And man may never hope to reach the high destiny marked out for him by the Savior in these encouraging words, be ye perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect without woman by his side, for neither is the man without the woman, neither woman without the man in the Lord. And they yeah. they were more open to talk about it then. And so the authors of that BYU essay article are David Paulson and Martin Polito. And so the next quote is a little bit long, and it's the conclusion to the essay, but I think it's essential. Yeah. And so if you'll bear with me, I think I will read that. And yeah. what they say in there, just the concluding summary of all of it, I think is important. So- They said, several church leaders have affirmed that Heavenly Mother is a fully divine person and have used reverential titles such as Mother God, God Mother, God the Mother, God their eternal mother and eternal mother in referring to her. In this paper, we have briefly shown that historically there has been substantial discussion and elaboration on the roles and divinity of our Heavenly Mother. Our investigation marshals evidence against some claims that general authorities and other church leaders have limited Heavenly Mother's role to reproduction it's essential there. It yeah. also refutes the suspicion that general authorities have advocated a position of total sacred silence about her. As Latter-day Saints should be deeply deeply reverent when speaking about any sacred subject, church leaders may well caution an individual to be respectful of and to avoid teaching unorthodox views about Heavenly Mother, which is just as important as teaching correct doctrine. While some have claimed that Heavenly Mother's role has been marginalized or trivialized, we feel that the historical data provides a highly elevated view of Heavenly Mother. The Heavenly Mother portrayed in the teachings we have examined is a procreator, and a parent, a divine person, a co-creator, a co-framer of the plan of salvation, and is involved in this life and the next. Those are all essential things. Certainly, consideration of these points reinforces several unquestionably important LDS doctrines, divine embodiment, eternal families, divine relationality, the deification of women, the eternal nature and value of gender, and the sacred lineage of gods and humans. Far from degrading either the heavenly feminine or the earthly feminine, we feel that these teaching exalts both. And the last paragraph says, in acknowledgement of this, we can think of no more fitting conclusion than the words uttered by Elder Glenn L. Pace at a BYU devotional in 2010. Sisters, and he was from the first quorum of the 70s. Sisters, I testify that when you stand in front of your heavenly parents in those royal courts on high and look into her eyes and behold her countenance, any question you ever had about the role of women in the kingdom will evaporate into the rich celestial air because at that moment, you will see standing directly in front of you, your divine nature and destiny.
0: You know, I am very much a proponent of identity. Mm-hmm. Thus, the title of this podcast: Inherent mm-hmm. Identity. And I, I, I truly do believe, and have experienced for myself that the more I understand the nature and character of God and of our heavenly parents and of heavenly Mother, that I am, un, it's like I grow in my understanding of who I am. And it works both ways. Of who I really am, it's like, I am a God, an embryo. I am a offspring of heavenly parents. I am made with their DNA. We are made in their likeness and image. And so when there is this deeper understanding of them, then we understand who we really are, and it gives us so much power. But if we aren't able or are discouraged in looking towards. Their character. And I can see that as a woman, if I am not encouraged to look towards Heavenly Mother as that model, then who am I to look towards?
1: At the beginning of the Gospel Topics essay, a quote says that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints teaches that all human beings, male and female, are beloved spirit children of Heavenly Parents, a Heavenly Father and a Heavenly Mother, which is so different than hearing Heavenly Parents just think about that difference too, to hear those words. Mm-hmm. This understanding is rooted in scriptural and prophetic teachings about the nature of God, our relationship to deity and the godly potential of men and women. The doctrine of a heavenly mother is cherished and distinctive belief because all our life, we've just been told the potential of a man, man, this man, that men, men, and you can become like heavenly father. And it is so different to hear daughter. So different, and so I'm just grateful that the church does have this doctrine. There's many churches that do, but not very many. And that as I study what they've actually said, the prophets, the apostles, and what I can find in scriptures that haven't removed her, and I have a greater understanding of who I am and who I will be, become. And so understanding Heavenly Mother changed totally how I view me completely. Mm-hmm. And in the Gospel Topics essay, the one this is becoming like God, um, Latter Day Saints have been moved by the knowledge that their divine parentage includes a heavenly mother as well as a heavenly father. Expressing that truth, Eliza R. Snow asked, in the heavens, are parents single? With the answer, a resounding no. That knowledge plays an important role in Latter-day Saint belief. Elder Dallin H. Oaks said, our theology begins with heavenly parents. Our highest aspiration is to be like them. That's 1995 um, Mm -hmm. with Oaks. When Latter-day Saint young women recite their theme, it says, I'm a beloved daughter of heavenly parents with a divine nature and eternal destiny. That was crucial to me when that switched. So, you know, they use Heavenly Parents in the Family proclamation. Elder Holland said, you're a literal, you are literally a spirit daughter of Heavenly Parents with a divine nature and eternal destiny. That surpassing truth should be fixed deep in your soul and be fundamental to every decision you make as you grow into mature womanhood. That's unique to say womanhood instead of motherhood it's rare. So then I, I would ask, like, does it make a difference to you to know that you have both a mother and a father in heaven? Like, is it fundamental to every decision you make? If I am to become like my mother in heaven, then I have a lot to learn. And it makes me eager to learn and study. And like, it shapes how I take care of my body and speak about my body and how I spend my time. If I understand that I'm not just a mother either. It also helps me to not see me as less than men which is how we end up seeing ourselves always.
0: So when it comes to connecting, how are we to connect with with the heavenly mother that we're told not to pray to? Well, (laughs) I
1: will ask you this question. (laughs) Yeah. Um, That is what um, stopped me from ever talking to her or talking to father about her. But what did President Hinckley mean when he said that? We have no idea, and he has not clarified. I suggest you ask God directly what that phrase means. And yeah. let me tell you, God has told me, but I can't tell you what it means to you. Yeah. And God literally had to come to me and give me, like, I heard the voice tell me because I was so obedient and I wanted so much to move forward spiritually and to know who I was and who my mother was. And I was tormented, you know, studying all about her for months and knowing all of this, but there was that one line. And so I'm in the shower and I hear change the pronouns in the song, A child's prayer. And I, wait, I can't do that. That song is a prayer very clearly, but I knew that that came from God. It was very clear. And so to say, Heavenly Mother, are you really there? Do you hear and answer every child's prayer? Pray, she is there. Speak, she is listening. You are her child. Her love now surrounds you. And for me to sing it out loud, and I instantly felt her physical presence and knew that she was there with me and wanted me to reach for her a song. And that led to many powerful connections. I talk to Jesus and Heavenly Father and Mother all day long. I just talk to him out loud. I write things. I sing things. I, is that a prayer? You tell me. Um, Is there a difference between saying dear Heavenly Mother or just Mother, I need you. I know many general authorities and women general authorities that I have talked to who have connections with Heavenly Mother. Are they sinning? because they've connected with their mother. I know yeah. I'm laughing I'm about that, but they've connected with their mother. What does that mean to you personally?
0: You know, besides dispelling the myths and opening up our hearts to, to just seek for our own understanding, you know, the truth and what, what things truly mean and receive revelation for that, what else do you think would have been really important for people to know concerning
1: Yeah, I think some of those doctrines that I said earlier about her being a creator um, of our bodies, Orson Whitney said that all men and women are in the similitude of the universal father and mother are literally sons and daughters of deity. And like that deity is mother and father. So that if we can just simply start to say heavenly mother and father, every time we would say father or God
0: Mm -hmm.
1: just shifts things dramatically. Spencer W. Kimball said God made man in his own image and certainly made women in the image of his wife wife partner, which that one is a little tricky because is God, both of them, you know, and so just, it's him, what he said at the time. Right. And he was in mm-hmm. a very patriarchal time period, but it took both parents. And what difference does it make to you to know that there was both parents and, um, the, the world says a lot that denigrates and sexualizes women's bodies. Yeah. And if we say that the women's body is so holy, but then we don't talk about it. And so That really helped me heal Um, a lot of, I have a lot of trauma around childbirth and periods and breastfeeding and those kinds of things that as I could connect with her, that felt so different to have healing through her than through a man. Mm. How does Jesus truly understand me when he hasn't had any of those things? I do have a more expansive view of Jesus now that he actually has, you know, he has so many feminine traits and that there is that capacity. Yeah. But if I can connect with a female God, that's different. Sousa Young Gates, um, she wrote that Joseph Smith's visions and teachings revealed that the divine mother is side by side with the divine father. And then Melvin J. Ballard said that no matter what, Heights God has attained, He does not stand alone. For side by side with Him in all Her glory, a glory like unto His stands a companion, the Mother of his children. For we have a Father in heaven. For as we do, so we also have a Mother there, glorified, exalted, and nobled. She is like Him in glory, perfection, compassion, wisdom, and holiness. Those are the, some things that I think are essential for us to talk about. And no, like Melvin J. Ballard wasn't that long ago. You know, like yeah. we know these things. Joseph taught them from the beginning. It, it's safe to assume, like these are, these are her traits. Yeah. And if she stands equal side by side, then the things we know about father would be mother. Another quote is heavenly mother shares parenthood with the heavenly father. This concept leads Latter-day Saints to believe that she is like him in glory, perfection, compassion, wisdom, and holiness, her unending love, her glory, her majesty, the sacrifice of her son, her, how often do you hear her son, her Mm. son, she sent her son, Her patient and constant arms reaching out for us, comforting us. Many of these eternal truths are equally applicable to the mother and father. He is the ultimate embodiment of both male and female attributes. So many times through the scriptures, you see Jesus teaching feminine stories and traits, and and he embodies both of them so beautifully that if we really use him as a role model, we will see a man who's comfortable with his femininity. And it's powerful, but we're not talking about that. Like we can strive for those, those traits that heavenly mother has thinking of them both as co-creators of the plan of salvation is really essential to me as well. And talking about that, knowing that they were an equal team, like it helps my husband and I want to be a team and have a partnership in our marriage, because that's rarely talked about. We talk about heavenly father's love for us, but those, but these quotes talk about how both parents are concerned for us that we're beloved by both of them. And so if you're just imagining a mother up there, like the way you know your mother loves you, having a mother and a father, like how different is that, visualizing that? And I know you've already considered that and thought about it, but so many people haven't. Mm-hmm. And so like Spencer W. Kimball says, like he and your mother in heaven value beyond any measure. They gave you your eternal intelligence spirit form. When we acknowledge mother in heaven, we also honor women here more we're teaching both men and women how to honor women I- instead of just as a, a woman who's on a pedestal. When we think of them, women, as, uh, as daughters who can become like a goddess, that's, that's just different. And having a female example, learning about Heavenly Mother doesn't take away from my relationship with Heavenly Father and Jesus. That's something that a lot of people say too. Like, oh no, you're getting off the path and you're not staying close with Father and Jesus. I hear yeah. that often. Yeah. They are so united, so connected. Like her role is just as crucial and is just as much of a cherished doctrine. And learning about her actually helped solidify my faith. Elder Dalney Choke says that neither is the man without the woman, neither the woman without the man in the Lord, and that our theology begins with heavenly parents and our highest aspiration is to be like them. So I would encourage that if you haven't read it and studied it, like literally every sentence has powerful doctrine in it. Yeah. It, that if we could have talks on each sentence in that essay and then the BYU studies one, they've encouraged us to do that. And so I am grateful for that.
0: Well, I appreciate everything that you've shared, Jill. And uh, is there anything else that you think that you want to leave everyone with before we end?
1: Um, Because it is Mother's Day, there is a phrase that is also painful in saying that we are all mothers and everyone is a mother, and that really devalues what a mother is, and uh, I think mm-hmm. that's something else that we can avoid saying, and it was said with good intent, um, even by Sherry Dew, but it devalues the hard work and sacrifice of what happens to a mother's body, and the 3am feedings, and, and then it also devalues the hard work of non-mothers, that their life is meaningless if they're not actually a mother. And and it it reinforces that only motherhood matters because we're all mothers and everything is mothering. And like, it prevents women who aren't mothers, but who want to be, to be allowed to grieve because you are a mother. And we can't grieve the loss of motherhood because we're constantly told that everything is motherhood. And I think it's beautiful to honor motherhood, but that's different than womanhood.
0: Yeah. Yeah then where would people go to just reach out to you?
1: I'm on Instagram with my coaching website and Instagram account. So it's Jill Freestone Coaching and my Mm -hmm. website is just jillfreestone.com.
0: Nice, awesome. So if any of you just wanna ask Jill more questions, dive deeper, then reach out to her there uh, on our Instagram or at our website. And just thank you all for just take some time to listen and to explore this because i personally feel it's important and i know jill wholeheartedly believes this is important because it's changed her life and it's changed mine so appreciate it and we'll talk to you all later
1: thank you tyson
0: hey do you want to create your best life do you want to live into it if that's you i want you to come and check out inherentidentity.com This is the place where you get to learn the easy and effortless way to living into your dreams. So once again, come check out InherentIdentity.com. We'll see you there.